Welcome to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. Araya is an Emmy award-winning TV show host, producer, director, author, and so much more. In 1999, Araya was told she would never speak again after having her left vocal cord nerve removed during cancer surgery. But against the odds and facing adversity head on, she found her voice, literally. And now she uses it to tell great stories of hope and inspiration to help motivate entrepreneurs to earn more, live more, and give back more. Now, let's get celebritized. Now, here's your host, Araya McGarry. Welcome, welcome to Get Celebritized tonight. Would you like to be heard, be seen in the media? Well, if that's for you, tonight is the show for you because that is a theme and my guest mantra to be heard and be seen in the media. And it's none other than Beth Nydick is my guest this evening. And Beth has spent over 20 years working in media at NBC, MTV, VH1, Oprah, Warner Brothers, Viacom, and Universal, as well as online entrepreneur. Her acumen for business has been sought out by top business owners that wanted to increase their authority by their businesses were not set with, um, but their businesses were not set up for success. I'm gonna not delay any longer and bring on Beth Nida. Come on up. What a night. Hey, so hey. Thank you so much. Ding, ding, ding. All right. I'm very excited to have you here today because what I do with Get Celebritized and my clients in business, which are so many women and small business owners that want to be the go-to person in the industry. So what do they need? They need to get celebritized. They need media. They need to be the top of mind. So you are such a perfect fit to talk to my <laughs> tonight. So tell us first a little bit about yourself before we dig into some of the questions. Sure. So I'm a mom of two boys, actually both going to college. One's in college, one's going to college. I always start with that um, because they're my inspiration to do what I do is to really allow people the space to create their own opportunity for success and to be who they are fully, wholly, because I'm Honestly, I'm a little tired of everyone pretending to be perfect. And I'm a little tired of everyone pretending to be, you know, even though even our celebrities, depending on the out there um, and my time in TV and really creating storytelling with my clients so people can really be resonated with. They can really be seen, be visible. And that's actually the way that you make money in your business is for people to connect with you on, a, on that story level and not with your products and what you're offering. So I think it's a big mind shift for a lot of people. It really is. You know, we're always talking about, you know, being authentic and telling, leading with your story. But and I'm always and I'm always out there saying, sure, we know how to do it. You know, you know, you need to do it. But I'm a big promoter of getting the right people to help you achieve your goals, because, you know, we're busy doing what we do best and a publicist do what they do best. And they really do make things happen a whole lot faster. But first, tell us why. Yeah. Why do you do this? Why this industry, Beth? Uh, you know, I was that kid when I was uh, making TV shows before there were people making before people were making their own content. I was making my own content. 
you know, like when you, when you said that, like, I literally remember like with my friends getting dressed up as the monkeys in the Wizard of Oz and creating our own like film about the monkeys, you know, on like, so I've always been a TV kid. Um, and then coming up through the ranks, really seeing it from the other side, because producing TV is totally different than being on TV. Because you're oh, yeah. really creating, you're right, you're creating the story, you're creating the excitement. Um, and coming up, I just really loved being a part of that storytelling, being part of the team that really can create events, create waves, create trends, which is the most fun. Um, but also, oh. I'll tell you a quick story. Why yeah, I do exactly what I do now is, so I was on Dr. Oz a couple of years ago when I was really more in the food industry. I had a great segment. Dr. Oz and I made devil, avocado deviled eggs. Oh, uh, sounds wonderful. So much fun. Yeah, but before I went on, I got my I had my business coach and me setting up my page, my opt-in. I had more bandwidth so more people can go to my website so it didn't crash because back at that time, crashing websites was a big thing. I oh, remember yeah. working on my opt-in, you know, being really happy with it, setting it up, and, you know, going and then having my episode, my, sorry, my segment. And they were really happy with me. They invited me back. I actually got to be a Dr. Oz blogger for a couple of years, be part of his programming. It was awesome. But this first episode that I was on, two days later, I check. I must. I was like, I must have thousands of people on my email list. I had paused my opt-in. Yeah. Oh no. Paused my yeah. I like. It. It still hurts. I know. Every time I say that, oh. there's always like an audible gasp in the room. Exactly. So the thousands of people that came to see my site that day didn't get to leave me their email address. Right. Oh, so what did you so, do? How do you turn that into lemonade? I just kept going. Honestly, you know, I I did more episodes and thank God. But I really understood at that point how much the business side of media and how how you actually use media to increase your business. I would say clients, credibility and cash, how that actually works and how that is actually more important than anything you do. Like I would say to my clients. Getting on TV is great, but what you do with it is actually the place that you're going to make money, you're going to create success and longevity for your business. I'm so glad you said that because back in the day, it was like 2007, and I did my book tour and I hired my first publicist. And the book tour part is the easy part. You know, they created the press release, they created everything for my book, which is why women stay in abusive relationships. And they did all of that. And then I realized after doing I probably did 150 TV <laughs> shows and 450 radio shows. And I realized a year or so after that, this was before all of our funnels and all of our programs. I had right. no call to action except to buy the book, which really isn't a call to action because we know we don't make our millions off of that. And I feel like, wow, at least it catapulted me into my TV yeah. show and my my events. But the hindsight, 2020, have, be ready for success, have an opt-in, have it on, you know, and be ready for that. So important today. It really is an understanding how your audience is going to be able to see you, resonate you with you, and then where you're sending them and how they're going to, because they understand what it means to give you your email now. Everybody understands right. in, our, in our world what that's actually going to mean, that you're going to get an email sequence and how it's going to work. But to keep them on that email sequence, to keep them in your list so they keep getting your emails is how they've resonated with you on that show. You know, hopefully people already watching the show are like, oh, that's a cool girl from Jersey. I'm going to go follow her, right? Right. Great, go follow me. But what I say and how I talk for the rest of this interview, I want to empower you. I want to inspire you. I want to educate you. But I want to make you feel something so then you then go into my website 
and that you get my opt-in so that you, you can really be in my world because following me is one thing, but being right. on my email list is actually how I, as a business owner, are going to offer you my products, my services, my courses, whatever it is. And that's the way that I'm going to make money. Like we don't, this is not a hobby. You and I are in this right to make an impact, to do something for the world, but we also need to pay our bills and we need to, I have two kids in college, pay for college. Yeah. And like I feel like that conversation doesn't happen often enough that we're not honest about it. And it's more about this, like, I want to do this thing. Right. Especially for women. women we yes. seem to have this. Oh, I'm sorry. I really don't get paid for that. Or here, you can get this referral, but don't worry, I don't get anything for it. Stop saying that. Men don't say that. What if you do get something for it? You should get a referral fee or affiliate fee. It's always like, oh, I won't so get it. anything for it. It's like, oh, my gosh. We feel guilty they don't for charge making money. Them. Yeah. A thousand exactly. percent. I was on a call exactly. yesterday um, with a friend of mine who's also in the, who also owns a PR agency, and we were talking about a client who was like trying to see what he can happen with the uh, make happen with the pricing. And I said to her, and I do this to myself too. I'm like, would a guy say change with his pricing? No, right? No, right? No. We're exactly. like, okay, we'll make it happen. We'll make it work for everybody. So everyone, you know, mom and us is making it happen. Yes. And I I say that a lot. And the other thing is, I no longer say just checking in. I no longer say, sorry for the delay. I, you know, I really, because I, not that I want to have that masculine aura, but I do have, I, I'm from Jersey. I got a little masculine in me. Right. <laughs> but it's like that excuse um, doesn't work anymore. And if we want to elevate all of us women together, then we have to start really elevating ourselves and understanding that we don't charge enough. You know, we make accommodations. So when you take those words away, it's just like when you're working with a business coach or a life coach and you're like, well, I should, you know, when you take those words away, right. then the power is really in there. And for me, it goes back to like creating your own opportunity for success and what kind of that success looks for you and how you want to go about doing it. I love that. But we're going to have to rewind for a second, because okay. when you first started this conversation, I, my viewers and, and listeners can say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, <laughs> Dr. Oz, you were on Dr. Oz. And we're just like, oh, yeah, on Dr. Oz. Let's back up a little bit, because so many of both of our clients would love to be on a show like Dr. Oz or some of the daytime shows, whether it's um, um, uh, uh, Drew Barrymore or what, whatever. Yeah, so we'll I was back just up on. a little bit. Yeah. So what... Um, how did you get that? What was your business at the time? And how did you get on that and started having those segments and your advice for our viewers yeah. and listeners to the first step to making that happen? Relationships. That's what it's all about. You know, so the first episode, my first episode with Dr. Oz was 2015. The world was a little bit different back then. Back okay. then it was about content. Like I literally was putting out great food content and a producer found me online okay. and called me like, so that, that happens and, a, well, and that that happens. it still happens that, yeah. It totally okay. happens. You know, so I tell clients that come to me, they're like, um, I want to be on Good Morning America. I was like, well, have you been on TV yet? And you know the answer, you know, and I'm like, doesn't mean it won't happen. It could happen, but let's make a plan so it actually happens and can help your business. Um, but I was on Drew Barrymore and I did an audience segment recently and it was a relationship. I had gone to, I'd gone to the Tamron Hall show. I had met a producer there. I had kept in touch with him. He had gone to several other shows and then he landed at the Drew Barrymore show. Prior to him getting there, I was telling everybody that would listen that I wanted to be on the Drew Barrymore show since it aired. So the first, like the first episode, every group I was in, every talk that I did, I was make, right? Putting it out in the universe. So when he had an opportunity that I fit into, he called me, he said, hey, I need you to come down to the studio tomorrow, will you be on? 
So I was like, of course, of course, of course I'll be on. Oh, no, but let me really my schedule. <laughs> right, exactly. I'm like, what can I change? But it really comes down to those relationships. But I think more than that, it's telling people what your dreams are and what those goals are and what are those things you want to have happen. Because my goal is not to be in the audience there. My goal is to be in the kitchen with her making cocktails. Because you didn't mention I happen to also have a cocktail book. That's what I was going to ask you. What is your actual business? So we can let people know what this. So you're on these shows. What is your call to action? What is your business besides the media and PR that you do? So I use my own personal media and PR as social proof that my systems and how I get my clients PR works. So I, I published, I was published a few years ago, traditionally published. um, And I loved it. And through doing the cocktails, I was starting to keynote speak. But after the speeches, people were coming up to me and we weren't talking about food or cocktails. We were talking about business and I would come home lit up. And my husband, who I've been married to for 22 years, oh, together like 25, 26. So he knows me very well. He was like, Beth, this is what you're called to do. Like, I know you love the food and I know you love the cocktails. But when you talk about business and media and how people can be visible, you know, he right. was like, this is your calling. So I really use that piece of my life as social proof. Plus, I have to be honest. I love being on live TV. It's my right. favorite thing to do. Isn't it so fun? I do too. I know. <laughs> I love that. It is so cool because you're making an impact. It's live. The adrenaline. Yeah. It's just so cool. So okay. when you're on the live, like when you're on Drew Barrymore, for those who haven't seen it, what were you on for? What was your call to action? So I, it was an audience segment. So I didn't get to do the call to action yet. Okay. But um, they were eating unusual food. So I actually ate a worm dipped Ooh. in barbecue sauce. The things but, we um, do for TV. <laughs> well, I'm like I'm like a foodie. I've eaten crickets. I've eaten stuff. But what I wanted, my intention was with it was how I interacted with Drew, how I interacted with her co-host, how I showed up on camera. So the producers that are there when I'm pitching them the segment, and they and I, you know, I you don't know me well enough, but I think you know me a little bit. Like you know, I was like said hello to everybody, met everybody, and I know the stage manager exactly. now. I you know, it was one of those. But now they. Right, the relationships, but now they also see that I show up well on camera. They actually mm-hmm. aired the episode again last week. My mom, all my mom's friends called her. So that having that experience was like, Beth can come on. She can make an impact. She knows what she's doing and the audience likes her. So it's more likely, hopefully, that when it does come time that I'll get my segment that I really want. And what's your segment that you really want? So Is I want to make different? cocktails with Drew. I want to make cocktails and mocktails with Drew. Um, I actually, to be honest, and I really haven't talked about this a lot, but to have, I do have a bigger vision. I want to show people more about what we do. I want to help a small business owner. I want to talk to her about her, her or him about her business, bring in the people that are in my community to help her and then have her do her own segment on Drew Barrymore or an article in Real Simple or Good Housekeeping or Women's Day, whatever it is, but be able to show the world what it's like to work in publicity. Because I don't know if you remember I think it has to be 15 to 20 years ago. There was a show about publicists, but it wasn't very, it wasn't in a great light. There has been a show. And actually, I think there's a show on Hulu right now that's about a publicist in London. We're not shown in a great light. And the work that we do changes people's lives. It It really does. The trajectory of of their lives. So I want to show the world what that's really like. You know, I absolutely yeah. publicist because you really get the job done. And when a business owner has a business, 
the last thing they need to do is learn and do the DIY PR stuff. Yeah. What they need to do, which I love you said, what you said at first is be consistent, give content on social media. That's the game today that wasn't back in 2007, 2015. It is today. And if they can do that and then they hire somebody like you to get the other job done so somebody can see it sooner rather than later, you know, they've got really good content and they're consistent. You can do your magic and it happens so much faster. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't that be like your best investment instead of the long way, hoping that it will work and still not sure? You know, I know publicists don't guarantee the work, but they do guarantee that, you know, you do the work that needs to be done. And on that note, what kind of work do you do to prep your clients? Because that preparation you were talking about that you had before you went on Dr. Oz, is that something you do to help your clients? I do a lot of that work because I'm really in their business to see how it's going to be leveraged for the media. So their business needs to be set up correctly and they need to be set up correctly. So we actually start with an exercise that I learned years ago. I think it's almost like a Tony Robbins exercise. It's uh, it's called seven layers deep. Have you ever heard of it? Sounds familiar. Tell us. So the first, the first question is, why do you want to be successful? Okay. And whatever the answer is, the answer is um, more freedom. And then mm-hmm. the second question is, why is it important for you to have freedom? And then you go down and you go down and you answer sex six or seven times. And the fourth answer is not so easy anymore. No. So and that's a way to understand for me. I, and I've been doing it actually in my workshops lately that to understand really where this comes from, because everyone wants to make an impact and you know, we use all those keywords, but mm-hmm. what is it down deep in your soul that you need to be, to feel successful, to feel whole. And when you can figure out what that little piece is, then it's a lot easier to create your media story to be. So mine is that, so I'm a middle child. I'm a very middle, middle child. And (laughs) when I do it, mine's to be seen and heard. No wonder I was an actress. No wonder I'm in media and I want to be in front of the camera. Like it makes sense. Um, So if you really take the time to do it for yourself, you can see the crux of why you do what you do. And then you use that as your media story. You create all your pitches around that feeling because when you're in the media, it's about how you're going to make the audience feel, not about selling your product and doing what you do. Because if Mm -hmm. let's talk about it for real, a producer wants you to come on with an audience, create something. So again, inform, inspire, empower um, an audience to do something, meaning continue watching their show because they make money by ad sales. Absolutely. Like let's get down to actually how, what the what that producer really wants. So if you go on, a, if I come on here trying to sell my book or I come on here really wanting to connect and to let you see who I actually am and where I'm coming from and all my trauma and all my crazy and all my, you know, Jersey stuff. I love it. That, right? That's going to, that makes a connection with the audience. And then like you want right. your audience to continue watching the show, correct? If I come Absolutely. on and just talk about my product, they're going to turn it off. So when exactly. you really have that, crux of that, like what's in your soul that you need people to understand about you. And you couple that with what your mission is in your business. That for me is success. And that takes a lot of time. We do a lot of writing together. We do a lot of talking together. I said to my, I say to my clients, if we don't cry a little bit in the next 90 minutes, we'll keep talking because we need to cry <laughs> a little bit. I work that with a lot of women, cry. you know, and I'm just cry. because I want to know who you were at nine. And then at 11 and then at 19 and who was the college you and who was the young mom? Like, I want to know all those pieces because that trajectory nice. is really where those stories come from. Um, and then watching you can make the connection. So then the, the platform can make money so they can continue shooting their show and being on 
whatever, yeah, whatever platform they're on. I love that. Who is your ideal client then? Who's who really needs to say, you know, I need to call Beth and and talk to her about it. Who's like, and do you have one like particular success story of somebody else? Like a client? I do. I have um actually she's a therapist. Is she not my ideal client? To she actually I've known this woman for 20 years. She's in the same town as I am. And okay. she saw what I was doing and she's like, Can you help me? She's been in everything from real simple to moms to today show, like the, the press that we've gotten her, she's opened two more offices for her business and everything comes out of why she's a therapist. She's a feeding therapist. So she's not about, she's about helping. She does a couple of different things, but she helps kids of all ages learn how to eat a variety of foods because some, you know, some 17 year olds only eat chicken nuggets and pizza or really? can't, okay. you know, surprise. <laughs> And then I have, I have another client who is an infertility coach and has taught me so much about, because I have two boys, um, I, I never had those issues, and how hard that is Mother's Day is for people who have infertility. Like I never, it just never registered. So wow. being able to see how she has been able to influence corporations, this year there are a lot more corporations that send out emails to opt out of Mother's Day promotions so that those women didn't have to see that. So the impact that the women that I'm working with are making on the world through their pain, their trauma, their stories is it keeps me going every day. And like I said, I work with I I love working with digital entrepreneurs. We're all kind of digital entrepreneurs, to be honest. I don't do yeah. a brick and mortar usually, um, right. but it, it doesn't matter if you're making six, seven, eight, nine figures. It doesn't matter if you have three or four books. If you have a message that people want to hear, then you can be in the media. Um, but personally, when working in my agency, I, we do done for you and done with you. Um, so it depends on where you are in your business. But I, I usually personally, I work with women who have an established business, who have an established team. We work a lot with the team to create the leverage that we need for that comp that corporation or that business to make money. Oh, it looks like we're frozen again. So I'll keep talking until she comes back on. Um, but I think it's really important for us to all really understand that the meet the way that we do media is not the way that we do marketing, because the way that we do marketing is really just to sell our products and to sell what our our courses, our books, you know, our our activities, our programs, whatever it is. And the media doesn't want to sell your program because the media is not giving you a commercial. The media itself actually wants the story so that you can really understand who you are, where you come from, and you can resonate with their audience. I always hear from my clients how they want to be that go-to person that comes on over and over and over again. If you want to be that go-to person for your news channel or your favorite TV show, that person has to get the audience on their side. That person has to make an impact so their social media is talking about them. So when you have a segment or you're on CNBC or the Drew Barrymore show or anything else you're doing, being able to leverage that. And that means getting people to share it, getting energy around it, getting people to talk about it. That's what you want to be happening so that other people in the media can see what's going on and make you more attractive. I actually have an article coming out very soon in Fast Company, and I'm already talking to my team and talking to the people that I, my colleagues that I work with every day about them sharing my content, them sharing the article, them talking about the, the articles coming out. And when I have the article coming out, 
I'm also writing articles about what is adjacent to that topic for different platforms. But I'm on LinkedIn talking about what it was like to get the article. I'm talking on my platforms to talk about what it was, what it's really like to be on TV and do all the different stuff so that the energy around my latest uh, media hit can get bigger and bigger and more people can see me. And then I can leverage that for, like I said before, more clients for credibility and more cash. Wow, that's great. I'm sorry I had some technical issues and got booted off, but okay. you are a trooper. I just kept talking. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, did everybody go disappear? Look at you go. I love that. I love that. So meanwhile, back at the farm, show must go on, and I love it. Uh, what is your biggest obstacle, Beth? For you personally, as a female business owner, a mompreneur, what's your biggest obstacle? Two things. So for me, it's time. You know, um, I have older kids, so I have more time now. But they're actually my little one's last day of high school is today, so it feels Aww. a little weird, you know. So I have like fleeting time. I know it's, good. but thinking forward to the summer, you know, I want to spend a lot of time with them before they go off to college. And they're one's in college, one's going, but they're it changes. Your home life changes. So for me, on that side of it, the other side is fear. You know, uh, I've been getting a lot of messages lately about playing big, and I feel honestly, I feel like I play pretty big. In the, in the grand scheme of things, but I'm getting messages that I'm not playing big enough. And that's scary. And we don't talk about the fear. We don't talk about the failures and like what actually happens yeah. behind the scenes. I really try to, um, but I do this thing and I hope that if anyone's watching that, that fear is part of what they, what they deal with. Um, a lot of days before I even open my eyes, I tell myself to be brave. And I tell myself that I'm gonna be brave today till 11.30. And at 11.30, if I can't be brave anymore, I'm going to go back into bed and hide under the covers. <laughs> I love I, right? But it's like, I could say, be brave, one, two, three. Like, that's what I need in the morning. And I have to be my own hype person because what we do in putting ourselves out there, because you know, what we actually do is personal development. We are developing exactly. and dealing with all our stuff, right? And, and, <laughs> and, come else out and things come up and everyone else's trauma. But if you can be brave, and you can move through it and you can share your how you're being brave and you can share that it's scary. Um, it has less weight against power. you. Yeah. Power. Less exactly. Power. Um, so I move that. So I give everybody that if you need to be brave, let's just tell, tell ourselves we can be brave till 1130 and then 1230 and then two o'clock. And then before you know it, the day is over, um, because showing up as you is a much harder than we think it is. And it brings up a good point, Beth, um, even just having, you know, a personal coach, a life coach, a business coach, a publicist, yeah. I mean, media. it's about having somebody by your side. It's about having that amen corner. That's because yeah. I don't believe we're supposed to be going through this world alone anyway. And the pandemic certainly proved that in spades, that we're meant to have partners. We're meant to have cheerleaders. We're meant to be a cheerleader and have a cheerleader and have that, that wing person in so many different categories of our life. You know, we want to go to our girlfriends to go when we're in the dating scene and we got the, the wing girls. When you're in business, you need to have those business partners, those coaches that are ahead of you that can take you there faster. And then we want to turn around and bring other people up to where we are. It's that constant, we need each other. It's my philosophy. Okay. So why DIY everything? I think everything got so DIY for a while that we forgot we can't DIY everything and we should no, DIY. just because we can't no. do it doesn't mean we should no especially media i think one thing people don't understand is that when you hire a pr firm or you work with a publicist you're actually paying them for their relationships true you're paying them for like the time that they're working on working on sending the emails getting on the phone i know yeah. you and i both work the phones 
but you're mm-hmm. paying for that shortcut that I can call a writer at X platform and introduce you to them and get to the segment or get the article. You know, it's that's, like when that's we were, you're... it's like when we're actresses. We pay, we have an agent. Yes, exactly. the auditions. Instead of us having to go through Variety magazine and try to find one more fit for, and you're not going to see the good ones printed anyway. Those are only yeah. for the agents to have for the real professionals that have the agent. So it's not gonna I remember be those days. But when you're starting yeah. out and you know you don't have a budget for a full PR firm or you don't have the budget for a publicist, understanding that you should start at home. This is one thing I, I'll tell you, I'll tell the audience I actually do with my clients is when we first start, I ask them to go to their town, town hometown, hometown Facebook page, their yeah. current town's Facebook page, their alumni Facebook page, and any other non-business Facebook group that they can go to. And I have them write, and this is what they write. Do you or someone you know work for in podcasting or television or, or magazine, whatever your thing is, magazines and television, whatever it is. And then you see what happens. I have never had anybody that's done that that has not made a connection. And the reason I say do that is I'll tell you, we are looking for an agent for my book. And I went to my town's Facebook page and I said, who knows a book agent? Eight perfect strangers introduced me to their friends because I lived in the town. I I told them the idea of the book and they were like, that's great. I'll introduce you to Sally. So I continue to do it. And I do it very, if anyone's watching from where I live. You get a thousand. I need a realtor one time and it was like, oh my God. (laughs) But you don't know if your neighbor's brother has the biggest podcasting in eyewear, right? Like you don't know who, I was like, you don't know whose brother's cousin's boyfriend works for the Today Show. That's exactly. really where I go with that. It's so like that everyone watching, separation. It's like a Kevin Bacon, right? So right, exactly. I was like, everyone watching, pick up your phone and go to one of those groups and just write it and see what happens. And then DM us and let us know what happened or put it on your, on your Instagram and, and tag us on it. Because it's amazing what you can create just from home. Too many times we're worried about creating this huge email list. Because if you have 100 people on your email list, that 100 people can be your goal your financial goal. You can hit your financial goals with that many people. You don't need to have all these people. So if we start at home or we start from an organization that we're friends with, like we're a part of, those people are already in on you because you're like a hometown girl. Like when I had a podcast, it was like New Jersey mom starts podcasting about media. That was great. It really is. And you say what I say all the time. It's like, we don't need the whole world to be our customers. We need a little piece of it. And I tell my clients, do the math, do the numbers. If you had a hundred clients buying into your product or service, what would those dollar amounts be? You know, what would that do for your business? If you had a hundred great clients or great customers or or 25 recurring customers, whatever it is you sell, what would that do for you? It's not about having a million because so many, especially women, We get caught up in, oh my gosh, I'm not as good as so-and-so. Do you know what a hundred good followers can do for you? Not just fans, followers, people that engage with your your posts, with what you do. So, so glad you said that. Need your little piece. And that's what you help people with. And um, right, before we close up, before I get talking, 
Exactly. Starting out, and I love to say start local because local yeah. is where you can you know, get your feet wet. You can build those relationships and you never know who's going to see it. And then you can use that for your social media currency. But you're just so right on the money about what building those relationships. When I had my publicist and I paid for, you know, the, my beginning back in 2007, starting that book tour, I, every single one of those shows I was on, I built relationships. They asked me back. That didn't cost me anything yeah. to come back. It actually launched my TV show because one of the hosts said, I'd be great at doing it. Who would think that I would actually do that, then win an Emmy Award for it, and then be on the Board of Governors and judge? It just started everything because you have to start somewhere. And if you don't know how to right. DIY it or you're not, you know, it's just not your expertise, call Beth. So, Beth, on that note, tell us how, because this is your time to shine. Let us know how we can get in touch with you, what the next best thing is. If they're so excited about this possibility, how do they reach out to you and what do you have to offer them? This is your time to let them know. Thank you so much. You go to my website at bethnidic.com and right there on the top, you can down opt in. It's working. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Download my, <laughs> yeah. My get media now magazine, which happens to be 10 pages of articles and worksheets to get you and your business ready for media. But if you know you're ready and you're ready to shine and be out there on the stages that you've always dreamed of, DM me, DM me on Instagram at bethnidic. I answer my own DMS and you and I together can, you know, take over the world. I love that. I'm going to be damning you, you know, because schools are awesome. And we need to collab. I see just a lot of collaboration here. Oh, New York girl, I New Jersey, it. we got this. And uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. Beth, what's your biggest goal? What's your biggest dream? Because you've been on Dr. Oz and now Drew Barrymore. And I love that was a dream. You turned into a goal. You made it happen. Oh, my gosh. You can do that for your clients. But what's next? Good morning, America. That is oh. my next. Um, and, I, and leaning into really supporting women, um, being able to understand how to achieve media for themselves, for their families, for their businesses, and for their brand, to understand that sometimes you need that visibility to really create that change in the world. Um, I It's twofold. You know, I want to be on TV and I want to create great content and great TV so people understand. So look for me making cocktails. My kids say I make bourbon cocktails before nine o'clock in the morning on national TV. I love it. I'm going to continue doing it. I'm so proud of their um, <laughs> they are on, on TV again. <laughs> I love it. But you well, know, I think about it this way: like it's you know interesting for kids now to really see their parents shine and the things they're trying to create. And when I was on the Drew Barrymore show, I sat my kids down and I was like, "Guys, do you know how this happened? Like, I said I wanted to do something. I didn't just manifest it. I did the what? freaking work to get there, and I made it happen for myself. Um, and I see that they're they've been watching for the last twenty years." Yeah, and yeah. they're creating their own their own opportunities for success. Like you can create that own opportunity with a little help, with somebody who has the knowledge to understand mm -hmm. where your story can fit into the the world story and how your your story can resonate and connect with people all over the world so that you can create what you want for your life. And like I said in the beginning, clients, credibility and cash. Love that. And, you know, kids <laughs> kids do what we do, not what we say anyway. So by you yeah. doing that, setting goals, making it happen, working towards it, they see all that, you know, and they're going to do that too. So I think that's so cool and so right on point as a mompreneur. So very, very important. And uh, I just love that that's your, your next big dream. And you didn't know this, but I've got a contact group for Good Morning America. So we'll talk. 
So, you know, and between all of us, we just, I really believe you're only, you know, not even seven degrees away from your dream, three degrees away from that person knowing somebody happens all the time. And you, I always believe you ask, you have not because you asked not. And I'm always like you saying, well, this is what I need next. This one look for, not because we're trying anything except you never know who knows the next, next person that you need to know. I just love that. And, you know, you mean from New York, you from New Jersey, we're not quiet. <laughs> It's like, we're going to let the world know, because this is what I'm working on, you know, because we know that's what it takes. Um, let me ask you this real quick. Um, what is your thought and who has been your biggest influence on your coaching? What's your thought on coaching and who's been your biggest influence as a coach? So my thought, my, I, it's interesting that you ask that question. I coach the way that I needed to be, co I need to be coached. I don't work well in a group program. I need that personal one-on-one -on -one, and I need DM access. So everybody that works with me, right? I, I need like, I have an idea. I need you, I need to tell it to you right away. You don't need to answer me right away, but I need to be able to get it out. And I need that somebody else's brain in my business. I often, you know, I have, I have amazing coaches that I work with now, but I would often say, I just need somebody like me to look at my business because, you know, the cobbler's kids has no shoes. Your have no shoes. Yes! <laughs> it's so hard to do it for ourselves. It's so, so hard to do it for ourselves. It right, I have a great team. Um, and I just, if I, I'm not everybody's cup of tea, let's put it that way. And Nobody not everybody's is mine, cup of tea. right? No. Not at all. Absolutely so, you know, not. If, if you want like, you want a Jersey girl who's going to, like, when we're doing clubhouse or I'm on calls and stuff, I, I'm like, can I give you some Jersey love? Actually, I don't usually ask. I'm like, this is Jersey love. Listen, right. <laughs> it all comes from love. Um, and that's where my coaching really stems from is because I off the feedback that I often get is. I couldn't, I can't see what you see, but I trust you enough that I know it can happen if we work together. And that's the biggest compliment that I mm -hmm. can see how you can succeed because we're taught to think this big and somewhere along the way, I was taught to think this big. So when I have clients, I think this big, I, I have a screen. I think this right. big because everything is possible. It really mm -hmm. is. Um, and just having somebody in your corner that understands how to get to that possible and to open the door so you can see the possible Nothing, nothing can stop you but yourself. True. No, nothing can stop you but yourself. And I love what you said. You're not everybody's cup of tea. Because again, none of us are everyone's <laughs> cup of tea. Nor should yeah. we want that. Like I said, we don't need the whole no. world. We need a little piece of it. The right piece. The right people. The right clients for us. The right coaches for us. And I'm so glad that you said something that really just did my heart good too. Because sometimes I think that it's just me. And I know it's not. But it's like, the group coaching, I'm the same way. I need that DMing. I need to, I get these ideas. I don't know if it's this right brain. It might be in the middle of the night and I just want to put it down and just know that I can get back to somebody and do that one-on-one. -on -one. And sometimes that can be out of the price range of solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. So I've, I've finagled my coaching now to be a mentor and have those one-on-one -on -one phone calls as an option that's not out of the extraordinary out of people's price range if you're a solopreneur so you can have just buy that one hour with me if you need it that let's bounce the ideas what do you need what do you need next it might be you need beth next and i would connect them it's not always me they need next but oh, i love doing that so is there a way people can get a hold of you and just like have that conversation to see where they yeah. fit in you have different options I do. So I do, I, I do do a group program, but I call it, what do I call it? I call it a high touch hybrid group program. You know, I call it a collective, I don't know, all the marketing <laughs> stuff, but it's very, very high touch 
because I was getting that feedback. They're like, I'd love to work with you, but I can't afford your agency fees. And I don't want to just do the one-off or the VIP day. I really wanted to work. So I have this container that's five weeks and in it, we create all the assets, we create your pitch and I teach you my system so that you can then go off and do it on your own. Um, and my goal for that is for you to make enough money that you can come back and hire my agency. It's not like, okay, here you go, go off and do the stuff. So I'm going to teach you what you can be doing until you get to scale to a certain point and help your business scale to a certain point. Because my goal is then to keep you on it. Because I love the women that work with me. I love That's seeing them, them blossom and then be able to get the, the hits that they really wanted. And when somebody comes back to me and says, I what, couldn't have done this without you. Look what happened because you taught me this. Or they thank me very much. And I don't do much, but just tell them what worked for me. You know, we all have our systems, we all have our frameworks, mm -hmm. but I offering the done with you and the done for you makes me feel like I'm really serving the people that I can connect with and I can touch. Um, and it and I have to tell I love teaching and I love teaching in that group, that group way. You know, I do workshops all the time and I do and I do live live uh, speaking events all the time. But I always do workshops. I'm not one to come on and talk to you for 40 minutes and then you leave and you're like, okay, I'll, I'm going to try to figure out what to do now. When you come to my my programming, we are actually writing something. We are writing that media bio. Okay. We're writing that social mm -hmm. media post. We're putting it together because I want to arm you with the tools so that you can, can then come back and hire my agency. Like let's, it's, it's about being real because I too don't have a hobby. I have a real business yeah. and I want to keep you in my right in my audience and in what I'm doing. And that way to serve the people that aren't ready yet for the agency, I'd be able to do it that way. And you said something so cool. You said, I want them to become so successful that they can afford my agency. Right. That's so profound. That's a tagline right there because <laughs> you you just don't want them to come in and see you later and then have bring another batch in, see you later. A lot of people do that. You don't, you truly want them to be successful for themselves, but then if they're successful, then they can really use the agency to go to the next level. Right. That's so cool. And that's so perfect. Um, and, you know, I'm from Jersey. It's like the mob. Once you're in the family, you don't get out. You'll never get out. <laughs> She's gotten your number. Look out. <laughs> you're in, you're in. Oh, Beth, this has been such a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for going through all of this, even with my technical issues and holding out for it. I knew you could do this. All my last question for you before we close up. You're in TV. You're in media. Perfect question for you. I've got two. First one. What TV show impacted your life in a positive way growing up? Magic Garden. Oh, first yeah, person. Magic Garden. Yeah, that was that was my show growing up. And that's what made me fall in love with TV. Because you got to see the behind the scenes a little bit. And mm -hmm. to be able to see these women who just were pure love and pure music and just to be able to be. I wanted to be one of those kids. I wanted to be on the Mickey Mouse show. I wanted to be one of those kids that was in there. And that's where it started for me. I remember Romper Room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that. All right, and my last question, what is your legacy? Oh, my legacy is my kids and allowing them the space to grow up in a, in a way that they see how they can create their own success and create their own opportunities for success. And I've seen them do it in the last three years. Oh, I got the chills, which is just amazing. But I guess overall is that I want people to think of me and, you know, think love and think support. Um, I, I get, I get the feedback from the people on my team. They're like, you love so hard. Like once, like I, I mean it, like once you're in, you're in. And if I know you, I will die for you. If I don't know you yet, 
So I'm, I'm kind of like that in a little way, but you get a fingerprint um, for you, not quite yeah, blind. <laughs> yeah, but it's all, it's really about love and understanding that your trauma is okay. You can be loved anyway. And part of your your legacy is going to be you lived what you believed in, and you yeah. lived, you talked, you walked the walk. So and you show I do, people because I really feel like you know you you make everything mean anything. You know, like just a, a really short. So I DM'd you. If you didn't DM me back, what does that mean? I'm not good enough for your show. You don't want me on the show. You think I suck, all this stuff. Or you didn't DM me back. Like, so I really live there. And I and I try to bring my clients into there. And my I parented that way with my kids. But when you make things in your life mean what you want them to mean, you can live into them. And that's really, I think that's the, honestly the secret to my success is because my friends call me Rosie because I have rose colored glasses and I see the good in a lot of people, but I also see the possibility of what I can create. And that's only from not allowing the stories mean anything, but what I want them to mean. Beth, I am so glad through all the technologies you came on this show, because I've been wanting to get to know you more. I love the eyeball to eyeball. We've been hearing each other's voices on Clubhouse for so many months. And I just liked you from what you always say and you bring great value. But the rose color classes, the once you're in, you're in, all that. I don't know if it's our New York, New Jersey thing. Or (laughs) this. Sister from another mother and brother, whatever. But you get me. I am definitely going to be calling you. We've got some things to do together. We've got some legacies to live. We've got some collaboration to do. You just stole my heart. You're so amazing. And I just hope everybody takes a moment to tap into you. Beth Nydick. Is it Nydick? Yeah, you got it. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. (laughs) Awesome. We're going to promote this. Let everybody know about you. And now that I put eyeballs and conversation to you as well. I'll never forget you and I will be promoting you and telling everybody about you as well because you do something that so many of my clients and my future clients will definitely need in their life. So we're going to show them some fun things by example as well. Beth. Oh, Thank yeah. You. Back at you, babe. 100%. Bye. Thank you so much. Love you. Thank you. Well, you have a great night. Thank you for being here on Get Celebritized where we help people earn more so you can live more so you can give back more. Bye for now. Until next time, it's Ray McGarry signing out. Bye, all. Thanks for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry. We hope this episode inspires you to earn more, live more, and give back more. To learn more about Araya, visit her website, arayamagarry.com, and make sure to follow her at Araya McGarry Productions on Instagram, and join her on Clubhouse at Celebritize Your Business. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to Get Celebritized with Araya McGarry.